This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Ladies, your workouts are about to get an upgrade. The new Inspire Leggings by Kalia are exactly what you want when it comes to activewear. It's their most versatile collection yet. They look good, feel good, and stay put. Using Lycra Adaptive Fiber, it compresses and molds to the body like a second skin. And it's unbelievably stretchy, so you can move however you want. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. Welcome to The Green Room, a show about shows. Emily. Hi, Meg. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I got a mic now. I think I'm legit. Uh, Yeah, you are legit. A little bit of news. We have moved the green room to the beehive. We'll be creating our content over there for the foreseeable future. Super excited about it. Uh, Even more excited that the Real Housewives of Salt Lake premiered last night. Emily. Air horn. Air horn noise. I was excited, you know, as as, as excited as anyone can be. Five minutes in, I was on cloud nine. Yeah, I mean, I was excited, but cautious. I like to keep expectations low. But from that first (laughs) catchphrase till the end of the show, I'm in, I'm hooked. I'm like, of course. All right. Well, it's a myriad of emotions. I'm Maggie. You are also Utah born and raised. Born and raised. Born and raised. So I was a little like, this is going to be embarrassing for us all, but I'm glad to report it's just the right amount embarrassing for us all. And it's still just incredible. It's incredible. This show is incredible. Here, here's my question. Is it embarrassing? Is anyone taking the words of Real Housewives and thinking this must be accurate? Yeah, well, what's embarrassing for me was like not necessarily what the Real Housewives were saying, but there were things that I felt like really held a mirror up to my life and culture that I was not thrilled with, (laughs) starting with, but not finishing with their homes. I'm like, I'm so embarrassed that this is Utah architecture. Like when you watch the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, they live in these houses that you're like, what if I could? What would that be like? And I'm like, I know what this like chalet looks like. I can rent that on Airbnb. Like like, dark oak kitchen cabinet. (laughs) Yeah, like all the houses for me were just like, oh, rough. This is what we, this is how we represent what we live like, which is, it's accurate. They're not wrong, but it is just disappointing. It sure is accurate. I spent a good deal of time trying to understand the layout of Lisa's house because it's like a fortress with a bunch of blank walls. Well, Lisa's house, is she doing construction? Because did you notice like her railing is just two, like two by fours? Yeah. And also Meredith's house, like you kind of see the kitchen, but it's like one cabinet. I w- what I want them to do is take an entire episode and do home tours because they all seem like Utah houses where you're like, boy, you spent a lot of money on something that doesn't seem very livable. And doesn't even look great. Like even Meredith's house, I'm like, I get it. You're contemporary, but this is like 90s contempt casual. Like I'm not into it. And it's, there are cooler houses in Utah. I will say this. There are cooler houses in Utah. Okay. I'll say this. There are cooler people in Utah, but that's oh, not. Uh, maybe, maybe because I'm about <laughs> to go to bat forever for Jen, who I didn't expect to like at all. Officially will stay at this stage in the game. 
She's the best person in Utah. <laughs> oh, I mean, she's the show. There's she, no Real Housewives of Salt Lake City without Jen. She is the show. Okay, but starting from the beginning, and we get to start. I don't know who started, but I think it was Jen who who was the first catchphrase. Yes. One of my yes. favorite. One of my the most thrilling time for a Real Housewives fan is a new season when you get to see the catchphrases because they are pure gold, pure gold. And this time, pretty good. They're pretty, pretty good. good. Pretty you ready for Jen's? Please. In this town, I'm Queen B and MVP. Uh, Emily. She is. I've lived in Salt Lake for a while. <laughs> never heard of Jen Shaw. <laughs> never, never heard of Jen Shaw. And like, no, I'm what? familiar with the U of U football team. I know who their coaches are. And I also never heard of Coach Shaw. But I will say my mistake, hands up. Because oh. they've got to be some of the coolest people in Utah. I do. I wish I was invited to that party. Of course I do. In my 100%. dreams, I was invited to that party. I don't own a cocktail dress, but I guess neither does Lisa. Oh, uh, we'll get to that. Oh. Um, my favorite catchphrase, and I, and I'm you are not as much, but I am a hardcore Real Housewives fan. I watch all. I watch every city. I watch every season. I'm very into it. Yeah. Never in my wildest dreams did I think I would hear the catchphrase. Just like my pioneer ancestors, I'm trying to blaze a new trail. It's a little, it's a little wordy, if we're being honest. <laughs> it's very wordy. And also, like, why are you trying to make this happen? Pioneers aren't happening for you, Heather. I mean, we need to talk about Heather. I feel like Heather's going through something and we're witnessing it in real time. I already like root for Heather. Because she seems so obvious, the underdog. And it's sad that that happened in 40 minutes. And I'm like, why are you so clearly the underdog of this show? <laughs> because you definitely are. Um, Heather, wow. The first thing Heather said on this show, I would love to point out, was, how's biz? <laughs> Her first words. How's biz, fam? How's biz, fam? I mean, Oh, God bless Heather. She's a, she's a mom boss. She's a babe boss. She's a business boss. She's a, she's a bad bitch. She, she is. And, uh, I wish she knew, <laughs> like, I'm like, I wish you knew you're doing great. Like you seem, yeah. maybe not, maybe she's not, but you seem to be doing great. There's just, there just seems to be a lot that she's unpacking and we're witnessing it in real time. I feel like usually we see someone on the other side of a life crisis. She's right here. Transitioning. She's marriage transitioning. Yeah. She's career. She is, she is a butterfly, but she is still in that cocoon girl. And I don't know if your best move was reality TV. (laughs) That being said, I'm so glad you invited us to this. Because I, every season of Real Housewives, you have to have an underdog. You have to have a star. It's Jen. You have to have a bully. That's Lisa so far. You have to have an underdog. That is Heather. You have to have a cuckoo crazy. And that is Mary. I hate to break (laughs) it to you guys. You have to have like a ditz. And that is Whitney Rose. And then you have to have a boring one. She kind of centers it. And that is Meredith. All right. There are, are types. There are character types and they have hit them all again first 40 minutes and I'm like I know who you are 
I know exactly <laughs> what role you're playing and I'm so excited to see what happens. Yeah, you know, usually a show, you need a three episodes or so for it to like really start clicking. This was freaking Tetris, like a perfect board, like right away. Right away. I mean, you start with Jen in her chalet, which whatever. It's just yeah. a lodge yeah. <laughs> game or whatever. Three assistants that we know of so far. There's middle been aged, so far. Middle-aged white guy named Stuart. Oh my God, he wants to go to Harmon's. All Stuart wants is to go to Harmon's. Stuart, call me. I'll go to Harmon's with you. That's how you know Jen's rich. She's going to Harmon's in the middle of the day. Yeah. That to me said more than that. Portia, like... You go to Harmon's for lunch, Jen? Yeah, I bet she doesn't even weigh her salad. I get I bet she just puts whatever she wants in it. Have you ever done like a $15 salad on accident? Every time. Have yeah, you don't ever add chicken. You can't you can't add chicken. Uh let's go back to the taglines because we, yes. we did Jen in this town. I'm Queen Bee and MVP. We've got Lisa. When you take cheap shots, always expect a hangover. Look, Lisa's whole deal is she sells tequila. Like, that's she why she's it. here. That's what she's doing. Everything's going to be tequila adjacent. Yeah, which, like, the only thing I care more about finding out about Lisa is, like, what's the deal with her husband? He's anyone in elder's corn. <laughs> well, well, they met because of a mission setup, which is, <laughs> I like, know, but Lisa's all like time. special and pretty. I was like, Lisa at BYU, I feel, I feel, and I could be wrong, but 20 years at BYU, I feel like Lisa could have had the pick of the litter. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, this she, is, this is where we went. The house is ugly, but it's a nice house. I mean, she did okay. Could be good foundation. We're not seeing no really, really excited to learn more about Mormon 2.0. Like it's an iPhone. <laughs> I gotta find out. I, I can't. I cannot wait to wait. dig into that. Uh, Whitney, this one. Oof. This one is truly incredible. This Rose isn't scared to handle a little prick. Burn on your husband? Does she not know? Does she not know what that means? <laughs> Whitney, did no like- one tell her? She's been made for TV. I have to say, Whitney Rose was made to be on reality TV. She was, but does she fit in with this group of women? I could not care less because I was very interested in her journey. Like, I don't root for her. And to be very honest, I don't care about her yet. But I am like, I will watch you. I'll watch you. I mean, entertaining. It was pretty hilarious the way they framed her story like we should be sympathetic to the torrid affair that she okay. had Are and how she got here? married at five months pregnant when they were both married to other people. Are we talking about this? Because I have something to say. You I wrote should this say. down. I wrote down, Whitney Rose stated, and this is a direct quote. So please, Whitney, if I'm wrong, hit me up. She says that it was a hot office romance. And I have heard through the local grapevine, she was his nanny. I can't tell you if it's true. I never talked to Whitney Rose myself, but the word around the street is like, she was the nanny for his family. So what I'm dying to find out is where's the office? Just the house? That's not the story I heard. I think she got a job at the actual corporate office. Okay. Well, either way, I can't imagine her husband being hot or romance. So just office is what I'm hearing. <laughs> but good for you for fitting in your prom dress at five months. And I mean that sincerely. That, yeah, you. that was impressive. Five months it, pregnant. That's the real star dress. of this story. <laughs> but if we're still talking about Whitney Rose, if I may, I, again, born and bred Utah. 
a Salt Lake, Utah, a hundred percent believe that there is an elite upper class. A hundred percent. Oh, one, I yeah. also a hundred percent guarantee you, not one of them lives in daybreak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Whitney yes. Rose is resigning. That daybreak wedding with like the blown out pastel houses was really something. Elite. I'm sorry, Whitney Rose. Elite people do not live in a track home. They just don't. Yeah. And if you watched any Real Housewives, I'm actually was racking my brain last night. Like, is this comparable to any other Real Housewives house? And I'm like, no, it's not. Even in Dallas, which I'm like, that's kind of suburb, like whatever. They still had like glamorous homes. I'm like, you're living next door to like that up house. Like you're not in an elite neighborhood. You're not in like Federal Heights. You're not in Park City. You're not in like these super classy places, even like East East Sandy these days. Right. But I'm like daybreak girl, you're way one. You're way too far West Two. You're built around a man-made lake. Three, the soil like might give at any moment. Isn't that <laughs> it's a going about to. daybreak? They're like, it's probably cancerous and it's certainly not stable. But it's right off Inger Highway. So like, I can't complain. It is affordable. Uh, who hasn't considered moving to daybreak? Honestly? Yeah, but like, I don't really want to watch a Real Housewives like who's affordable. Like that isn't yeah, a yeah. key point and like what I want. But again, Whitney Rose, I feel like she's going to make up for this because she is live she seems to live in a dream world and I really am interested in what it's like there well I also wonder if Whitney Rose is the bridge to the actual elite that younger group of influencers who are all over our Instagram feed yeah yeah because there are sincerely like elite bloggers in Utah which none of them are on the show which I'm like if you can't get a give me a Romney give me a Huntsman give me like uh, Sorensen, if you want me to believe, like, but I, I can suspend disbelief for this uh, one minute and think Whitney Rose is part of the <laughs> luxury elite. Yeah. I mean, she's got the backstory for it. She sure does. Um, they they showed her stepson. Really hope we get more of that because there seems to be some wild stories there. I mean, I'm mostly interested in that dad, like they that from the band they used. Is, I don't. <laughs> is that a wig? I need, I honestly was like, paused it, asked my husband, is that that guy from the used? And he was like, I don't think so, but it looks just like it. And I would love to know. I mean, I guess I could see that being her dad. They have good genes. So good for them. But that dad does look surprising for Utah for being like a third generation Mormon pioneer. Yeah, especially her whole, like, my whole family is so Mormon. They were so devastated when I left yeah. the church. I was like, that does not look like a guy who's devastated when his daughter leaves the church. I mean, not to no. judge, but. He just seems to be beaten to his own drum. But that being said, speaking of Whitney Rose, Rose and her delusion, which, I again, I can't respect enough. When Whitney Rose talked about <laughs> her, everyone thinking it's a big deal she left the Mormon church because her fourth generation grandpa was a bodyguard for Joseph Smith and Brigham Young. I just want to say for the Mormon church, I'm going to speak for us all when I say, we don't care, Whitney. Like, and also what a weird brag. Like she does know that Joseph Smith got murdered. Like, why are you talking about like a weird, very weird brag to be like, my great, great grandpa was his bodyguard. It's like, oh, I would maybe not. 
Yeah. Also, like, throw a rock and you'll hit someone whose ancestor is named in the Doctrine and Covenants. Like, we're all we're, we're, we're all that here. Like, I don't. You don't hear me going to dinner parties talking about how my great great grandpa was Joseph Smith's personal secretary. I mean, maybe I should, <laughs> but like. Was. She actually was. He was. And if you'll remember, things actually got written. So that is a good brag. But (laughs) I will tell you the reason I don't is because no one cares. Like, no one cares. But again, like, I have to. Nobody. I had to take He's not even back. Porter T. Rockwell. You know, she was like bodyguard. I was like, it's gonna be Porter, and it was not. It Porter. wasn't. It wasn't. Like this guy is like second string. We're not whatever. But again, I can't stress it enough. I can't wait to see what Whitney Rose does it's gonna because be she is doing stuff. She I'm is out her. here. She is out here. Meredith, <sighs> jealousy is a disease to which I say get well soon. The grammar on this is blowing my mind. Do you talk directly to a disease? I can't understand. She's not a doctor. <laughs> like she owns a clothing store. You know what I mean? I'm like, Jen, she's a coach's wife. Okay. Whitney Rose, her last name's Rose. Like yeah. there's a lot of things that make sense here. Meredith's coming out of thin air. Yeah. Makes no sense whatsoever. Do they not have editors to help them with their taglines? Can I volunteer? I'm happy to do it. <sighs> I would do it for free. I would love to do this. I would do it all the time. What is your tagline though, Meg? Costco's out of Diet Coke again. What's yours? <laughs> I don't know. I think it changes every day right now. I think it'd probably be like, just because you know I go to Wiener Schnitzel doesn't mean you know everything about me. That's good. Which I still think is better than Meredith. <laughs> it is. It's way better than Meredith. Like you said, Meredith, pretty boring so far. Her son, Brooks, icon. Oh, oh my gosh. I, in my dreams, I sound as bored as Brooks. He sounds so bored and so oh. cool all the time. He cannot abide any of this. I, I respect um, it so much. Get the dad off the show and get the son only. Actually, when that happened this episode, I'm like, this works for me because Brooks is the star of that family. When he said, it's from your husband, my father, <laughs> <laughs> I died. Can we talk about the rose petals? Why? I don't know. Someone has to clean that up. I would be so mad if someone desecrated that many roses and made such a mess in my lip. That's probably like $1,000 worth of dead roses. It did look like a coffin too. He was right. It looked like someone like executed the entire Bachelor franchise in their living room. (laughs) A, a rose fell for every Utah contestant oh from The Bachelor. Gosh. Really, the only thing about Meredith is she kind of looks like Lisa so far. Oh, like She does. I will say Meredith looks phenomenal for 48. Oh, she looks smoking hot. Good for you, Meredith. Beauty lab laser treatment. I just don't love personally. I don't love when they bring a housewife on who isn't actually from the city. And that's no. Meredith. Like Meredith lives here part time. She's not from Utah. I mean, I do like that she doesn't have to talk about Mormons all the time. Like the cousins, the, the Rose Gay cousins. But... <laughs> I do feel like it is like for me as someone who loves the housewives again, I do get frustrated because I'm like, she is a bubble or she's kind of out of it. And she does seem like not fully involved. So mark my words, Meredith doesn't make it past one season. Although that preview did make it seem like her husband like leaves her. And that is some hot storyline, but how it's tracking now, she's not going to make it past the first season. You don't think so? No, unless Brooks is agrees to sign on full time. I mean, Brooks is incredible. I would watch Jessa Brooks spinoff. Uh, from your husband. 
real gay father of Park City. Make that show, make it now. Oh, that's a good idea. Let's pitch that. Okay, yeah, so Meredith, whatever. I don't know her store. I don't know her business. And I guess I will. Okay. Um, we got we got Mary. Oh. I don't even know what to do with Mary. I love God, but I will read you like a scripture. Oh. The chaos this woman brings to every room she enters. Mary, 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 Mary. Mary married her step grandfather because her grandmother wrote in her will that mary should marry him when she dies arranged marriage arranged marriage i like mary's a necessary evil every show needs a villain and that's mary she's coming in swinging and i don't like her but i'll watch her like her outfits though are so bad for someone who has hideous so much money so apparently she if she doesn't have that much money she's got a great closet from what i can see but why but why all i can think the whole time with mary is why are you wearing that why are you saying that why are you making that face mary Mary, why mary why why are you doing this speaking of why are you saying that we need to talk about mary's hospital smell aversion rude she and jen had a falling out because when she went to hug Jen, Jen had just been in the hospital with her aunt who had to have both legs amputated, I think mm-hmm. because of diabetes. She doesn't say, but doesn't say the results the same. Situation. Mary goes to hug Jen. She gets a whiff of hospital smell. The smell we all know. The smell yeah, of a hospital. Familiar. We get it. We get it, Mary. We know what you're talking about. That triggers Mary because... While Mary was having her odor glands removed, she died twice. 12 surgeries. On the operating table. 12 surgeries. The smell of a hospital takes her to a dark place. This is the major plot point of the first episode of this show. Well, and I also think Lisa and Heather, but let's get back to that. I need to know. I need to know what having your odor glands removed is. What's the story behind that? Does that mean that you don't stink when you sweat is that what that is i i i need to understand because first of all why is it 12 surgeries <laughs> second well, of all one per odor gland it has to be i don't know anything about science but i do know like that's not right what she just described that's not right this is not something is vastly not adding up the best part of that whole confrontation at the party for me was like then when they pulled over the front Carrie, which again, another question I have is like, why is Carrie not a cast member? Because she is fire. Carrie yeah. is hot and it's hot fire. And I'm into her. Her just saying, did you tell her? I said, she smelled like a hospital. <laughs> and Carrie saying, yeah, I did. <laughs> I loved it so much <laughs> because it's like the way she presented that story, it did seem like Mary said it. And I actually, my opinion is if Mary had blurted it out, I think it would have been better. I think Jen could have let it go. Like, oh, that was a weird comment. But yeah. the fact that she said it behind Jen's back did make me think, okay, so Mary, no, you keep saying over and over again, Mary, that you just say what you think, but you obviously thought it, didn't say it, said it to someone different, and then was mad that someone told her what you said. So every, the entire basis of your personality, which is saying before you, saying before you think. No filter. It's not true. You're just kind of like a quirky, sneaky little lady in bad clothes. Um, also, Jen tries to explain why that day was so hard for her because she had been with her aunt who lost her legs. 
Mary, instead of offering sympathy, in her confessional says that if her aunt had taken better care of her body, she would not have had to have her legs amputated. She suggested drinking more water, which I'm like, is that the key? I just like Mary, like she came off like quirky and like a little ditzy whatever but then that confessional really turned the page for me and I'm like oh no Mary's mean Mary's yeah. a, is a mean-spirited person she should throw that bible at herself because she's got a mean little spirit in there and I am very interested to see what happened did you watch what what watch what happens live with Andy did. Cohen did you hear when Andy Cohen was like Mary as soon as we announced the cast everyone was very interested online about the fact that you married your step-grandpa what do you have to say about that and Mary her tactic is to say well you know we're in Salt Lake where there's polygamy <laughs> So as long as it's not polygamy, it's like a valid marriage. And every every other housewife's face is like, what? And I also was like, don't throw all of us and our our bad our bad dark history under the bus to try to deflect your weird present. Like you're right, polygamy is very weird and it's terrible and whatever. And it's but like at least that page is like behind us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, she does try to make it sound like this is a long time ago. She keeps saying it was 22 years ago, and I'm like, Mary, that's not very long. Mary, I was 13, 22. I was I, in Miami 22 years ago, and even then, I knew not to marry my grandpa. I don't think the statute of limitations is uh, there's none there's none on a marriage to (laughs) I can't I can't she has no explanation and that fascinates me more and it makes me think even more like do you think Mary like has to go someplace in her brain that's just so different than reality because she's married to her step-grandpa I you would have to Mm, yeah I mean tough look uh, the meat of this episode, you know, because there's conflict other than the hospital smell, as <laughs> you mentioned. Uh, Heather really remembers Lisa from BYU, like has fond memories of the time they spent together, was excited to hear what Lisa remembered about her. They were going to reconnect, I assume, because they got cast on this show together and they need to form friendships. I like was under the impression. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think you're right. And then Meredith is talking to Lisa and she's like, or is it Jen? And she's like, yeah, I, I, uh, I talked to Heather and she's like, oh, I don't remember Heather from BYU. But then she does remember Heather from BYU saying that Heather was a quote, good time girl and would flash her tits at everybody. Titty flash. (laughs) Nothing like hearing mom say titty flash to really get you back in the game. Like what? In what context was Heather flashing her fellow students at BYU? Was this her like walking around campus? Was she in the Harold B. Lee library on the fifth floor? Like just shaking her boobs at everybody? My first inclination was like clearly at like Club Omni Mm, or a drive. Remember when people used to drive up and down State Street to meet each other? I was like, it must have been a State Street. Yeah, Yeah, cruise they. Heather took really rough, which surprised me because I thought to, this is again, where we're like, Heather's in a transition and something that's fascinating to me as someone, again, who's, who's here, who's Mormon, seeing people faith transition is a fascinating study in human behavior. And I feel like Heather is mid faith transition where like, she's still offended at the idea that Lisa is saying she flashed her tits in college Mm -hmm. because she signed an honor code and she like means that. But also in the same breath is like Mormons don't like I can't be Mormon because I love black men. And I'm like, 
and and homosexuals. She loves black men and homosexuals. And rap music. I'll list it. (laughs) It's important. I forgot about the rap music. Yeah, but she's offended that Lisa says that. And then in the same breath, she's like, I wish I could go back to college and be a good time girl and go to a real school, which like rude. I went to BYU. I learned things. It's, it's a real school. Okay, sure, we I don't have sororities. But... It's a fake school. BYU is a fake school. Oh. You guys have like religious sororities. I get what she's saying because she's like, I want to be in a sorority. I want to have fun. Well, you should have gotten to Utah State, first of all. Yeah. Heather, yeah, yeah. you want to flash your tits, go to Utah State. If you want to bag a mormon royalty go to byu and you made your decision <laughs> and she bagged him she got that mormon royalty uh howard hughes money that all fell apart there's also a wild language she's like divorce is not accepted in the mormon faith i'm like girl can i introduce you to my entire homeward like can what we? are you talking about I, I know i'm like she fascinates me because i like I'm in a marriage with a divorced and other raced man and, and we're fine. Our neighbors are fine with us. Like no one, our family sees us. Like we have not been shunned and I get, I get it. There is some history and there's some cultural yeah. things. I totally get it. But that is again, where I'm like this Whitney Rose and Heather Gay, like what did your family do to you? Because yeah. I think they mixed a lot of things up for your life. And it bums me out because like, that's sad for you. But it also like as a viewer, it's, hot tv so i'm okay with it i mean and we i think we have to remember too that the producers are treating this with the sensitivity of someone who has read a wikipedia page about mormonism and that's their entire knowledge base and that, that's they're the producers of real housewives we shouldn't expect more from them they're, they're doing great we knew what this was gonna be and like and that's funny. heather's reality and like the thing is i know other people who feel like that so i'm like She's not making stuff up, but it's, she speaks with a real confidence that I'm like, I wish you would start with, in my opinion, but, or like in my experience, but also like, that's your reality. And I'm interested totally. in it because it is a very interesting thing to have someone who is married in the temple to Mormon royalty. Again, we can circle back to this because I've never heard of the gays. I had to research them. So I wouldn't claim the Mormon royalty. I would say fringe Mormon royalty. I'd maybe call them like ladies and waiting kind of Mormon royalty. I, w- I would call it finance Mormon royalty. Yeah. But I'm like, you're not, again, you're not the Romneys. Like if we're speaking Mormon royalty, it's like, you're not a Romney. You're Huntsman. not a Nelson. Huntsman's like. A Marriott. Yes. Like you're not whatever but maybe we we're in the wrong circles Meg I mean I probably am because I've never heard of Jen Shaw and I've never been invited to one of her parties where topless men are serving me appetizers and that's on me that's when I knew I've made all the wrong decisions in life when Can I'm not at this party oh, can we go to that party where Lisa was in fine form uh, so this is a birthday party that Jen is ostensibly throwing for Meredith, but is really throwing for herself. And you know that because she flies in Tongan dancers for Meredith's birthday party. Meredith has no connection to Tonga whatsoever. Also, Jen makes the grand entrance to Meredith's birthday party, not Meredith. And there's a flower wall that says Jen Shaw, Shaw on it. Shaw's chalet. Shaw's chalet. Pardon me. In- incredible performance from Jen here. Jen just crushed it. Never in my life have I seen the most, this is the most hilarious confession I've ever seen. When the producer says to Jen, Jen, what do Tongan dancers have to do with Meredith? And she goes, um, well, I guess nothing. (laughs) You know, there's like, 
She reminds me of Kris Jenner in the way that she is so unself-aware that she circles back around to self-aware. She's almost like a parody of herself. It's beautiful. It is striking. And again, I did not think I was going to like Jen. I watched all the pre-show stuff, whatever. I looked them up. And I was like, I don't think I like Jen's vibe. She sent a very aggressive message to Chrissy Teigen that I was like, oh, Jen, don't do this to us. Like, you don't need to be like this, Jen. But now I'm like, no, you do. Never change. Never. Don't change a single thing. Your legs are perfect. Her legs are unbelievable. I want to take a minute and talk about that. Her dress that has the side split legs. Well, because she gets Botox on her knees. I want to get Botox on my knees. So do I. I need to go to Beauty Lab Laser, get the entire top to bottom treatment. I'm just going to ask for the Jen Shaw experience because her skin is flawless. Her eyebrows are great. She looks great. She looks looks unbelievable. How old is she? I'm going to say 50. You think older than Meredith? Yeah. By a couple years. I was trying to do the math. Her kid's 24. Yeah. Right? But she said she got married at 20, right? And then if she had a kid right away, she could be 45. She okay. Let's say between forty-five and fifty. She was thirty. All of them except for Whitney. Uh, Mary is. She could be twenty. Mary could be fifty. I have no idea. Mary looks different in every lighting. Like she changes when she was on that Watch What Happens Live. I'm like, oh, Mary's older than I thought. But then yeah. when she was in the Shaw Chalet, I'm like, Mary's younger than I thought. But Mary also, it looks like her house is like a real grandma house. Like it had like real grandma crown molding and like a, a hutch, you know, it was like yeah, big a curio cabinet. Um, yeah. yeah, Mary, but Je- okay, Jen looks fun. Jen is the star of the show. I don't care. And I'm, I'm just happy for Heather that she gets like, she seems to have a good bond with Jen. And I'm like, that's great. You need that that's because great. Jen is a rocket ship. And I would hold on to those tells if I was anybody, including myself. I might try to. My favorite moment of this episode was when Jen was talking with Heather, kind of getting ready to go down and make her entrance to Meredith's birthday party. Oh. And this random woman with the biggest lips I've ever seen, who is clearly drunk, clearly Sarah? like can Sarah? barely stand up sarah is that her name sarah walks into the room holding a gift for jen because understandably she thought this was jen's birthday party happy birthday to she does like sexy marilyn monroe happy birthday song to her friend jen who i assume is a heterosexual and jen's like oh, it's not my birthday. My birthday was in October. And this poor woman gets like this very confused look on her face. And she says, oh, shiz. Like she can be plaster drunk, but she has to say, oh, shiz. It was like, you could not write a better representation of like the weirdness that is Utah sometimes. It was golden TV. And I was like, there's my center square for Utah bingo. We already got Diet Cokes from Sonic. We already got pink <laughs> cookie boxes. And now we got Oshis. So, I mean, they're just really nailing some stereotypes. That killed me. Her being like two and like had no idea. Like, is it you? Is it Meredith? Like no one knows. I was like, do you even know Meredith, Sarah? Get her on this show. Her and Carrie, get her on her show. Yeah. Why are those women not a part of the cast? Sarah belongs on television oh she does I can we can only hope she's just on a lot more maybe she's a friend of the show and we'll get her more uh I also did love when it's around that same time where Heather was getting ready with Jen where Heather Heather has the most hilarious 90s phrases has biz fam and also when she said that's a diss (laughs) 
about Lisa saying she didn't know her, which I will agree. There is nothing meaner that you could say to someone in this world than like, oh, nice to meet you when you clearly know them. It's so rude. Even if I don't know someone, I pretend. But that's why Lisa, like, she's the mean girl. That's her role. And she is, I think she was born to play it. Her walking, she's so good at it. Her walking around. Well, no, no, no. Her first saying, you know, I don't do cocktail attire, short dresses with heels, cut to Whitney Rose, hilarious editing. Good job, Bravo. But then also following up with, I'm a New Yorker, no matter what zip code I live in. And I was like, okay, so how old are you? Let's say you're over 40. You haven't lived in New York for 23 years. And she said that because she has one photo with Bethany Frankel. You've been in Utah since you were 17. So excuse me a minute where I just am not buying this New York attitude. I just think Lisa's not my favorite. She's great TV. Keep her on forever. But you got to not like someone. And she's the one I don't like. Even Mary's like so fascinating that I'm not like, I don't like Mary. I'm just like, wow, where's this going? But Lisa, I'm like, "Mm." Mary is the horrific car wreck on the freeway that you slow down to look at for sure. For sure. But Lisa's mean girl when she was walking around with those compliments, love your hat, love your cane. Regina George. 1000% 1000% love your, cane. love your everything I was like oh Lisa and then it was you know Heather was standing there and Lisa says like oh hi good to see you and keeps walking instead of having a conversation Heather took that as a major slight a diss if you will well it was a very big diss because I'm like Lisa Jen just told you that Heather claims you to be friends. So why would you not like take a minute and say hi? So, I mean, we, they are all at this party and they're talking and that's when the hospital smell thing happens. It's the Heather and Lisa thing. And that's, that's kind of the episode. But it's to be continued, which I love because I'm also like, yeah, what about Meredith? It's her freaking birthday. And all we've seen is a very loud dress and a hilarious escort for her. Like, I would love to see what Brooks thinks about this party. I would I would love to sit and talk with Brooks. We should do everything we can to get Brooks on the green room because A, I want to be his best friend and B, I bet he has so many wonderful stories. I mean, because his mom is not embarrassing. So I he's a good outside observer. I will say, I mean, maybe she gets embarrassing, but so far Meredith doesn't seem like the type to be embarrassing. She seems the type to be embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> Straight man to this drama. But I do like also very interested, just interested to what can happen because this is an interesting mix of people. And I forgot to mention something about Whitney Rose. So I got to rewind with me when Whitney Rose changes so she can dance when her husband's like, let's get you out of that gown. I can tell you're itching to dance. I was like, great. We're going to do the electric slide. Mm -hmm. We're about to boost Mm -hmm. you and boogie. No, no, no. When he says she's itching to dance, he means pole dance. Because I hole in their basement it's there it's a fixture it's it's screwed into the ceiling like it's not one of those take down and put back up like it's constantly there which in itself is a story but the bigger story and headline for me there was her dad in the background yeah we're on while she pole dance which her body looks great and it is an incredible athletic feat i'm not no tino shade it's hard to pole dance yeah but imagine (laughs) Putting on some shorts and a weird express top and getting on a pole in front of your nearest and dearest to prove that you have a strong marriage. Um, 
You know, I've heard wild stories about Daybreak, and I love that they're teasing us with the swinger plotline with Whitney. I hope, I hope that plays out. I mean, I've been let down by the season ons before, mm-hmm. but there are some vibes happening mm-hmm. in the, with mm-hmm. the Rose household. Well, it's a little prick, so she got to get where she can get. Yeah, it. she's not scared. I will. The Daybreak storyline. I know. I I know. I totally dug Daybreak out. And I, and I will do it again, okay? Because I don't get into daybreak. And I also just think it's such a weird vibe over there. But this contributes to that. Like, it's 100% believable that there's a swinger community in daybreak. 100%. There is 100% a swinger. You know, you put the pineapple in the window. We've all, we, it's pineapple like a, in a window. Never heard of that. Yeah, if you put a pineapple in your window, that means you are down to swing. Even in the winter when it's hard to get a pineapple? Well, it's like a pineapple. You can get like any sort of pineapple decoration. Oh, it could be any, a bronze. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, uh, all right, all right. Society, like uh, when you paint with that that cheap uh, uh, Hobby Lobby paint. paint. Yeah. Yeah, put one of those in your window. Wow, this could be helpful. What if I had wanted like a pineapple wreath? You could have just saved me a really awkward exchange with a neighbor. Yeah, right? They come knocking on your door. You Should give we? you the look and you're like, what is happening? What is happening? Should we road trip to daybreak just to count pineapples? 100%. Do you think they're hot to us now and they're going to switch out pineapples? Do they I don't think they care. <laughs> well, Whitney Rose seems to care. If that, um, what's to come this season is any indication, she does take that, which interests me that that's really offensive because you're fine with everyone knowing you had a hot office romance. Yeah. Like, no, a step too far? I, yeah. Uh, I, what do you what do you think what else is gonna happen we're gonna see meredith's marriage is he having an affair that's what they're uh alleging it's that has been <sighs> wow <sighs> i actually awesome. like her husband you i think know? he seems like funny no i'm not into him if my husband really? got national tv and said he was undersexed it's over i would be like yeah, i forgot yeah down we're getting divorced it's over like, yeah. if you joke about it at a family dinner, it's uncomfortable. If you joke about it on national TV, nah, no, no. Like, we yeah. look like idiots. He made yeah. them look like idiots. And I get the impression Meredith does not like looking like an idiot. No, no, not. I, I can't figure out what Meredith is doing here because she seems pretty uncomfortable. They said she owns a store, but I don't know what store, which just further makes me so ashamed that I am not a part of the upper class in Salt Lake City that I don't even know her story. I cannot emphasize this enough it's not the upper class of Salt Lake City it's a bunch of Park City people that they're not even like real Utahns yeah but like Heather seems to live in like Midville she's like in a townhouse that was her townhouse featured did we see holidays yeah they they because it was really fixated on this this architecture they're really showing off yeah 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 I did notice they did like cuts to everyone's house and we saw like Lisa's weird, uh, you know, those ones where there's like big stone and like redwood and it's not full like mountain home, but it's um, pretty close to a mountain home. Yeah. So we saw Lisa's weird mountain home and remember how Lisa's kids had signs over their bed and one of them was hustle and he's seven. <laughs> like stop pushing that on us, Lisa. <laughs> We're going to get some Jen Mary flare-ups, it looks like. Some yeah. weird race issues. I don't know. It's weird because I feel like this is a diverse cast, which we don't usually get on the Housewives. Well, we definitely, I mean, it's shocking for Utah Real Housewives because yeah. I feel like 
generally burned us all incorrectly when she said, but in Utah, I'm just black. And I'm like, yeah, poor Jen. She's not yeah. wrong. I mean, we're the worst that way. Not a lot of diversity. Cause it's like, look who came over Heather and Whitney. There's a pioneer stock. So everyone else is a transplant. Right. There, there's soft face, beautiful women who also have soft face, feminine men, <laughs> husbands. So Jen, it is a lot of diversity, especially for Utah and housewives. I do think they're making an assertive effort to try to get more diversity in housewives. They just got new cast member for New York and she's the first black New York housewife. Cool. But I am like so interested because Jen was in tears and I don't feel like Jen cries already. I think I know her and I don't see her as a crier. No. But I did hear Mary say, don't get ghetto. And I was like, is that the tipping point or is more said? Because I think that has to be just the tip of the iceberg, but there's going to be more said. Yeah. Yeah. Our Vicks feel a little uncomfy. We'll have to see how they handle it coming up. The whole situation. Meg, does the whole show not make you uncomfy? (laughs) Well, to their step-grandfather someone stripping in front of their dad I mean the whole show but that makes me uncomfy in a way where I'm like I can I can own this I can sit with this discomfort the, yeah, if we're this getting like, into uh, like this is like oh I shouldn't be watching this kind yeah of I I feel and this is again another prediction I feel like Jen is gonna own Mary I think she's gonna like shut her down and that I, makes me excited I, if I ran into Jen in the grocery store and she just looked at me, I'd probably turn to dust, you know? Oh, a hundred percent. If I saw Jen in the grocery store, I would not say a word. And again, I'm a very much a fangirl would just stare, I think, and then try to be cool because Jen has an aura about her of power. Oh, <laughs> like I'm like, hundred percent. you could, you own everything, Jen. She's the show. I was not expecting that. I really wasn't. I really thought the show was going to be built on the cousins' backs because, like, yeah, I thought that- I thought we were going to get a lot more Lisa. I think because Lisa's been like been out here, like really promoting it, and mm. is like a smart businesswoman. I just kind of thought she was going to be the focal point, but yeah, Jen is stealing the show for Jen me. So is far. running with it. I like. I'm very, I mean, I'm glad to see more Lisa because remember in Heather's like, maybe she just hangs out with perfect Mormons. I'm like, who's Lisa? Lisa owns like what, a, an alcoholic company, but is she Mormon? Is she actively Mormon? Because they I also, mean, she says she's Mormon 2.0. But so she, I do think she seems to not care what people think. Great. Good for you. Yeah. I do think she could care a little bit more about people's feelings getting hurt, but I do <laughs> like that she's living her own truth, whatever that may be. And I'm interested to see what that is because she's forward thinking, especially like, I think how the culture is in Utah. Like you kind of have to figure out like what you want to do, be your own 2.0, if you will. But I am very like, what is her version of 2.0? Yeah. I want details here. I want like it written out with bullet points. So I understand the parameters within which we're working. Would love a pamphlet even because what I I felt like she drank at that party, but then Heather like was like, she doesn't even drink. And I'm like, I, I gotta get to these parties. I gotta get to these parties. Well, what was wild about the drinking and Heather at that party was she was like, you go to any of these parties and there are Mormons drinking in the corner, not telling anyone in their lives. I'm like, what are you, what are you, t- what? It's high school? Heather, what are you talking about? Heather are seems you perpetually okay? stuck in college. She did mention college quite a bit, quite a bit. And I was the like, the code came up a lot. A lot. That was so embarrassing. That was on my list of like Utah embarrassments. I'm like, honor code, architecture, these clothes, obviously. Yeah, these yeah, yeah. Swear words. 
Um, oh, that's Jen's ski outfit. Did you see Jen's ski outfit? It was one of those like tight jumpsuits that only people who are on the bunny hill wear, you know, they're like taking their first ever ski lesson. Uh, I did talk to someone whose brother was a ski instructor for them. And he yeah. was like, Jen's a riot. And I was like, is she? So I got to get more details. He did. The first thing he mentioned was their outfits were insane. Yeah. I mean, do they ski? I don't believe those people ski. If they're wearing that skiing, they're not skiers. I don't think any of them are. There's no way. Maybe, maybe Meredith. Meredith has like kind of classy. I could see Meredith being a skier. I'm going to say that. I could see Meredith being a skier. Yeah, that's fair. If anyone's, and, and actually Heather. Heather might. Heather. Heather took ski school lessons. I'm pretty sure. I feel I got to support Heather in some way. I just think she needs support. Like, where's your friends and where's your family? Like, yeah. I feel like Jen is her only support. And that bums me out because Heather, again, like it really, like we're watching this person go through something hard is how I feel. I don't feel that way about Whitney. I'm like, Whitney's delusional. She's happy, whatever, leave her alone. <laughs> I don't feel that way about like Mary again. She's delusional, but she's fine. Leave her alone. Meredith, she's fine. But Whitney, I'm like, you. I mean, Heather, I'm like, there's, there's something here. Like you do have a therapist. First question. Yeah. Because you need to have like a safe place to discover you. Yeah. But don't you think this happens when like you've seen friends or whatever get married really young and then they get divorced and then like I feel like Heather is a story I have seen 150 times. Oh, it's a very yeah. typical Utah story. Very and I can see it being great TV and really interesting. Maybe it makes me feel a little more bummed out because I've seen it in real life too much whereas like Mary's still like pretty out of side my normal life that I'm just entertained. Yeah, no, Heather, Heather kind of hits close to home because I think we've all have people who have like gone through stuff like this and you're like not really sure how to help. You, you also are kind of tired of hearing about it all the time and then you feel like a bad friend. It's just, it's a, it's a hard for everybody. People who's a cornerstone of their personality is knowing rap music just interest me. 100% and loving homosexuals. And black men. And black men. <laughs> it's really the trifecta. I think if we know anything for sure, we know Heather loves three things and three things only. Black men, homosexuals, and rap music. Rap music. And, and who doesn't, honestly? <laughs> I'll get in line there. I can't wait, Meg. I think it's going to be a really good season. I am just astounded by how good this first episode was. Emily, I can't wait to talk with you about all of the coming episodes. We'll be back next week to break down episode two. Um, until then, remember to subscribe to the Green Room podcast. Also, check out our Hive Mind newsletter on Substack. You can Google Hive Mind newsletter on Substack to find that. And we will be back next week. Bye.